Happy holidays. It's early. I know everybody's getting ready to get their Thanksgiving on, their Christmas shopping, all that good stuff. And I just want to welcome everybody out there, not just in the States listening, but also overseas. All my beautiful, beautiful cast of characters from all over the universe. This morning and this afternoon, our guest, I've been, I've been doing a little homework on this young lady. And, um, you know, just, just really, really inspired and impressed by everything that she has accomplished and will continue to accomplish. And, you know, let me tell you something before I put Lauren Lake on. And Lauren Lake, is, she is the presiding judge for the syndicated show called Paternity Court. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. And just for all you people out there listening, I mean, as far as just being empowered and inspired, as, as, as a man inspired by women, strong women out there doing real business and doing a lot of different things, she is, she is definitely doing a lot of stuff with women and entertainment. She has the network, W-E-E-N, which promotes the uh, positive portrayal of women in the entertainment and society. Um, you know, of course, she's a licensed attorney, TV host, relationship expert. I mean, she's been, she's been on that mountaintop, and she will continue to stay on that mountaintop. And I want to welcome the beautiful, the talented, the, the, the hardworking Lauren Lake to the AM Afternoon Buzz. What's up, sweetie? Well, hello. Thanks for having me. I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, and thanks for taking the time out. And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm 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 looking at you, and I'm I'm appreciating just the hard work that you're actually continuing to put in, and and we're, we're gonna go ahead and start off with uh with just everything as far as the paternity court, and how this has caught on to na the nation for the most part. I mean, not just it being on 140 stations, but you know, a lot of people are actually talking about just everything that is. So, how was that approach to you, and what made you take this uh, this on? Well, the executive producer and creator of the show, David Armour, reached out to me and said he had an idea to bring a legal angle to issues regarding paternity. And he said, uh, you know, the first thing he said was, I have a show idea called Paternity Court, and I think he'd be perfect as judge. And I'm going to be very honest, the first thing out of my mouth was, well, you need to tell me more. Because we <laughs> all know how paternity has been dealt with thus far. Right. And even though people enjoy it, my 20-something, you know, year career as an attorney, life coach, motivational speaker has been all about empowerment. And I really mm -hmm. was not interested in being a part of any project that didn't surround itself with, you know, around the issue of empowerment and helping people be better. Right. So when he began to explain to me that he felt like there was a way this had not been done, and he was very interested in figuring out how to empower families that are affected with issues regarding paternity, secrets, shame, I became very intrigued. And I said to myself, you know what? This does sound like an area where people need and truly want to be empowered and that mm -hmm. the audience at large could relate to. And um, it's been just that. I believe that's why the show has been so successful um, and has, you know, had such amazing ratings is because people are relating to the issues we address on the show, whether it's relationships, family, second chances, secrets, ridding yourself of shame, trying to figure out how to walk in your truth, living your life in an authentic way. You know, there's just so many issues that play out in addition to the DNA issue right. that resonated with audiences. I think with, with a show like this um, and just basically the perspective of so many people out there and just, you know, from comments and you, we see it viral all the time, 
Um, I, I think a show like this is important because, like you said, I mean, the, the, the secrets and it's deeper than just, you know, someone's uh, hiding their paternity, like, you know, someone is not the father or someone is, is the father in, in the aftermath to that. Because I know now you're dealing with a lot of men that's just now becoming dads, even though they kind of knew they probably would be, now it's reality. And a lot of people really doesn't, they don't understand the fact that once it hits a guy as far as them being a father or even a, a, a woman for that matter, knowing exactly what's going on with, you know, their child and the, and the parents and all that good stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a soul searching kind of event though, right? It is so true. And I, what I'm so proud about, um, you know, in terms of paternity court and, and what we do in our courtroom is what we do is highlight fathers that really want to be fathers. When you first hear the name paternity court, most people will come up to me and say, oh, you're going to get those deadbeat dads. And, you know, <laughs> trust me, there are many times that I have to address men and address them and make them understand what their responsibilities are under the right. law as well as their moral responsibilities as it relates to the child. But what is so impressive to me is, the, you know, in, in the overwhelming amount of cases that, that I see in my courtroom, there are mm -hmm. so many men that truly want to be a father. They right. want to be a good father. They may not know how, or they may not just be sure whether or not a child is theirs. And sometimes mm -hmm. that denial can affect the way that they treat the child, the way that they connect with the child, and the way that they right. commit to the responsibility. And that's why what we do in our courtroom is so important, is because we alleviate that doubt. And then the denial, there's, you know, there's no way you can even live in that denial anymore. Mm -hmm. you, you have to... You have to own up to your responsibility if that's, in fact, what you say you want to do because now you know the truth. And right. so I'm so proud of so many of our fathers that step into the courtroom and say, look, we're in a situation. We were in a relationship. You know, they may even say, look, I cheated. Then she cheated on me. And I always say, look, we're going to get through how you got here. But ultimately, mm -hmm. you need to know the truth because right. you can't be sitting up looking at this child and this child regarding you as its father, you really need to know the truth, and so does the child. So we do that so much in our courtroom, and, and, and families have been empowered because of it. Wow. And to me, what you just said as far as it doesn't matter how you got here, you're here now, and you're here yes. to find out what's going on. And that, and that is extremely important. And, and, and let's take it back for a minute, though. Just how they got there is how so many people get there they they go through that limbo that dark stage and then they get to you just so they can be able to be shown the light and i guess in a lot of ways they need that because you know no matter what's been going on and you know like you said he could have cheated she cheated it, it was a big mess but it happens more than you would think oh no it does and and that's what i think people um, you know, they have a misunderstanding as it relates to paternity issues. You know, people, it's very convenient for people to think, oh, that only happens in this race or that only right. happens in this socioeconomic uh, 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 class or level or whatever they want to think. But the truth is this defies all racial boundaries, socioeconomic mm -hmm. boundaries. I mean, we were talking about Simon Cowell, probably one of the richest men in America, uh, right. having a paternity issue earlier on this year. Mia right. Farrow uh, hinting that she had a paternity issue. These issues affect so many families. But what does happen, and, and I'm very honest about this, as a lawyer, a family lawyer for almost 20 years now, look, I mm -hmm. like to keep real. You know, 
our American court system can be financially and emotionally exhausting. Oh, and of course. because of that, people just are intimidated and they do nothing. So there may be this issue regarding paternity, but they don't know where to begin. You know, a father may really want to petition the court and say, I'm not sure if this child is mine, but they may not have the money to hire a lawyer. Or right. if they have the lawyer, they might not have the days to take off of work to be able to go to court. Because, you know, mm -hmm. when you get your court date, now you've got to miss work to go into court. Right. So a lot of people, the years go by, and they've mm -hmm. done nothing because they don't know what to do, they don't know how to do it, and they don't know or believe they can afford it. So people are living in denial. They're living in shame, they're living in secrecy, and they're ultimately not living their best life. And look, not giving the child the best life Absolutely. it can have. Because Absolutely. what I try to make people understand is, is the, the issues that go on in the relationship between the two adults or between the parents, those mm -hmm. seep down to the child. Yep. And so everything you're living, they're living too even if, if it's unconscious. And then you've got kids come into our courtroom, sometimes they're 19, 20, sometimes even 30 years old, and they look at their parents and say, why didn't you just tell me? You, <laughs> you kept this secret mm. all my life, just tell me. Right. Wow. Lauren Lake is our so guest from the AM Afternoon stuff. Buzz. and it, it is, it is, Lauren, and, and, and that's the thing. And you, you said it with Good. children not even being children. Some, some of these kids that's adults now that want to find out who, who's, who's my dad or who's about, you know, what's going on with this particular situation. And, you know, dur during the time that you've been on paternity court and even prior to that, I know you probably dealt with so many different relationships, um, even, uh, you know, issues with, uh, you know, their parental rights and things like that. I mean, have you had any, uh, not just the adults, but, you know, just the adolescents in the aftermath and how they feel about, um, not knowing they're in their teens and they still don't know who their dad is. And, and have you had those situations? And, and, and why Absolutely. is that? And, and, Lauren, why is it that there is so many teenage and young adults who just, you know, just don't know and, and don't know their dad or they don't know exactly what's going on with the mom? And it's just a mess in a lot of different ways. And it's not, like you said, it's not just a, uh, a racial thing because every nationality has this kind of issue. Exactly. I, you know, we have had so many young people. One young woman that came in and said uh, her mother had given her 13 possible names of men that, wow. men that could be her father. And so she's wow. just going down the line testing. We have another young woman that actually um, the episode um, that she was on aired a couple weeks ago, her name is Precious, a beautiful girl that wants to walk down the aisle in January. She's getting married, but she says, I need to know who I am. I want to be mm -hmm. able to give myself and my husband to be that missing piece. I'm always angry. I'm always uncomfortable. I don't know who my father is. And look, the worst part is she has been to our courtroom twice wow. testing men, trying to figure out who her father is. And, you know, you look at these young people and you feel for them because ultimately this is about finding your missing piece in life. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us take for granted that we, you know, we know who our parents are or even we have relationships with them. And we can never forget that there are some people in this country, in this world, they don't have that piece and they're missing right. it and they know they're missing it. And look, and I say this all the time, even when I give them that DNA result and that missing piece is now on the table, it's just mm -hmm. like having a puzzle where you may have all the pieces. Now you don't know how to put it back together. So also it's not just about, you know, our paternity court is not just about, look, 
here's your aha moment of are you or are you not your fa- the father or is this or is this not your, your, your father. The bigger right. aha moment in our courtroom is we have now given you, we have delivered you the truth you were seeking. What yep. are you going to do from here? How do you better your life with this truth? How do you stand on this truth and make it the foundation for you living a better life? That's what this courtroom is about, and that's what we're hoping our families um, are understanding. And, and as, you know, look, I said the proof is in the pudding. For anyone that, mm-hmm. you know, has issue with our show, watch it and watch the follow-up. The families are empowered. I check in with families. I check in with my litigants. I want to know what they're doing, how they're doing, and overwhelmingly, people are saying we are so much better now that we know the truth. We've learned how to co-parent better. Um, we're going to family reunions together. I see my kids more often than I do. You know, there's a show that just aired with a gentleman, Mr. Wallace. It just aired this week, and he found out he was the father of three different children in the courtroom: his wife, his girlfriend, and his mistress. I don't know how wow. you get all those at once, but <laughs> <laughs> bottom line is he found out he was there. He was the father. And I checked on him a couple weeks later because I knew it had been overwhelming. He had gotten mm-hmm. thrown out of the courtroom, had to come back in and apologize. Young guy, young guy. Right. And, and, and he said, you never believe what I'm doing, Judge Lake. I said, what? He says, I got all my kids. He had them all. He was visiting with them all. And, you know, know but right. for him being in paternity court, that might not be a possibility. So I say to right. people all the time, I'm so pleased with this courtroom and this show because about 20 or 18 years from now, there are going to be a lot of fathers at the mm-hmm. kids' high school graduation that would not have been there but for paternity court, and I'm so pleased right. about it. And, and, and that you hit the nail on the head, and I just really feel as far as just, you know, the, the effort that paternity court and yourself, of course, Judge Lake being involved in this is important, and 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 also I I wanted to ask you about the aftermath for you know it could be guys in general that knew that they were parents or they were a dad to a child, and years later they find they find out that they were not the father to yeah. these people, and and the emotional outcome of that. So if if you can just you know some of the experience that you've dealt with with the aftermath of that because to me and i have an 11 year old daughter if if i find out years later she's not my child i would be an emotional wreck well i have unfortunately had to deliver that news more often than i want to and it's devastating and the truth is is life is um You know, life is not an absolute. The truth is absolute, but life is not absolute in the sense that everyone has to figure out what will work for them. And there have been times in our courtroom when I have unfortunately had to deliver the news that this man is not this child's biological father, and they say to me Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly, it doesn't matter to me. I love this child. I'm going to still be a part of this child's life, and I'm not going anywhere. There are other Mm -hmm. times when people say, if I find out this baby isn't mine, I want, I want out, you know. And there's sometimes when people say, and I want my child support back I've been paying. And there's mm. sometimes when people say, I'm not sure whether or not I, you know, am able to go forward in this relationship. Like, I don't know. I can't give you an answer today. So I say all that to say um, it, it, there, are no, there are no promises. There are no set ways these things end up. But what right. I do know is that the truth 
is the starting point. And most of them, all of them, leave that courtroom. There have only been about two times where I felt like I sat on that bench and I said to myself, I almost wish I could tear these results up because mm. this man wants to be the father, this woman wants him to be the father, and this child wants him to be their father. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that part of me, but I know from life experience and from my professional experience that the truth, that's what's going to set you free. That's so right. I deliver it no matter how difficult it is. Wow. Wow, powerful, powerful stuff. Paternity Court. Um, you can check your 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 channels. It's all over on 140 stations nationwide. Um, yeah, paternitycourt.tv, and it'll give you your local listing. There you go. And the women, and you mentioned the case with the with the young lady, and she had 13 options as far as who the dad might be. And yes. unfortunately, we see a lot of that. We see a lot of women who do what they do and don't know their outcomes to their uh whatever it is that they do on on a on, on a nightly basis or whatever so we have that uh -huh. more frequently than you would think especially nowadays it just seems like everything moves quick fast and in a hurry and you know from a women from a woman's perspective what and why do you feel like there's so many women out there who will you know i don't want to say cheapen because that kind of sounds a little bit loose but, you know, they put themselves in a position like that where they do what they do and then, you know, they don't even think about the consequences later. Well, look, in the courtroom, I have to say many days, look, I don't know where you all get off thinking sex is an extracurricular activity. You know, people, <laughs> you know, they just, you know, oh, we're going to go to bowling, we're going to go to the mall, or no, I just went over to this party and then we were having sex. What? Like, how does this happen? And, you know, and it's disappointing. In some ways, I feel like we've gone back two decades. You know, we had the whole era in the 80s and the 90s where HIV and sexually transmitted mm -hmm. diseases were on the forefront of our minds mm -hmm. and we were protecting ourselves. And now I feel like there's a part of, 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 of our culture where we've gotten lax again. And we're having mm -hmm. sex with different people. And as I tell women, often seeking counsel under the covers, meaning, you know, you're having a problem in the relationship or you're having low self-esteem or you just don't feel right about where you are in your life and you're using sex to anesthetize yourself. You're using right. sex as a way to try to make yourself feel better when that doesn't work. And I say this to women all the time. One thing you're not going to do, and I'm all about women's empowerment, but one thing you're not going to be able to do is out-sex a man. All these women stand in, stand in my courtroom talking about if he can do it, I can do it. If he can this, then I can this. I say, yeah, but the only problem is the difference between you and him is you end up pregnant not knowing who your child's father is. And see, that's the Preach. problem because until you figure out who that child's father is, guess who that baby's looking at? You. There you go. Because there there's no go. question who the mother is. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's there, there's just so many times when I have to empower young women and, and, look, older women for that fact, that we have to do better and be better. And if we really keep it, you know, 100, as they say, mm -hmm. so many of these paternity issues that we see in our courtroom, a lot of them are because the woman lied. Right. It's not the man. So, so now you see this, you know, this situation where we run around and so loosely talk about men. Oh, he's a deadbeat. Oh, he doesn't take care of his child. Oh, he's not committed. And then when you get through the layers of the story, which I'm able to do in, in the courtroom, you realize 
Well, the reason why is because she slept with him, his best friend, and the guy <laughs> down the street all in a matter of two weeks. The man don't even know if the child is his. Him, them, and, and they, and, and exactly. the other people. Exactly. <laughs> And so this is, you know, our courtroom is not just about, paternity court is not just about empowering men to be better fathers, but it's also empowering mothers to be better mothers for their children and and, 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 and empowering families at large. And and that is important. And, and, you know, thank God you co-founded Women's and Entertainment Empowerment Network because do do you feel like the portrayal of a lot of reality shows and, you know, how designer everything is and materialistic everything is and everybody get caught up in the flashiness of everything. Do you feel like that kind of caters to people's curiosity somewhat? Oh, absolutely. I'm a firm believer we are a microwave culture. We want everything we want and we want it fast. And unfortunately, we don't have to go through the steps that you used to have to go through to get those things. You know, right. I always tell people, you know, right now, you don't, they don't even have to know how much a Big Mac costs. They just stand behind the counter. They don't have to add the tax. They don't have to know the price. Mm-hmm. They just push the picture that says Big Mac. If you want yep. popcorn, you just go to your microwave. You don't even have to know. You don't even have to read how long it takes to pop the popcorn. You just press the mm-hmm. word popcorn, and it makes the popcorn. And people now think life is like that. And whether yep. it's you know, the way our television is with reality TV where you can get 15 minutes of fame in five minutes. You know, it used to be people wanted 15 minutes of fame. Now it's coming up in five minutes, and it's lasting about two minutes. <laughs> and, and, and the unfortunate thing is that people are doing any and everything to get it and not looking at what the consequences are. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think that, you know, as they say, life imitates art and art imitates life, uh, you know, I think a lot of what we see played out in television, uh, our young girls are subscribing to uh, those modes of operation, and they're not understanding that many of those reality shows, most of them are scripted and very produced. Right. And many of the women that go on these shows go on with an agenda that they either want to promote something or, you know, it's, it's, it's something beyond that. And most unfortunately, we've learned that usually the loudest, most abrasive reality star is the one that gets the attention, the one mm-hmm. that gets the, the, the spinoff show. So, you know, yep. start a couple fights, you're going to get the most uh, uh, airtime. Yep. And, 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 you know, it's for our young girls, they're not able to separate entertainment from real life. And right. I think those are tools. And look, it all goes back to family. And that's yep. why, you know, I'm so big about empowerment, empowering families because, you know, it used to be back in the day, I'm telling my age, but I remember when I was younger, my parents might listen to a Richard Pryor album or something. And, Ooh, we would, we would be dying to hear what that Richard Pryor album said. But there mm-hmm. was a time when you were a kid, you weren't allowed. You had to go upstairs, and whether you were trying to peek your head down and try to hear what you could hear, <laughs> you know. But the point is, is parents knew when you were emotionally ready for something and when you weren't. And I think nowadays we have a lot of families where the TV's just on all day long. It's babysitting yep. our children. And parents yep. aren't paying even attention that, you know, I might be watching this show and I'm an adult and I know that after it's over I'm going to be able to call my girlfriend and go, ooh, didn't she act a fool? Ooh, wasn't that so funny? And it may not affect me, but mm-hmm. what, how is it affecting my 12- or 13-year-old daughter that's sitting exactly. next to me watching? 
Yep. That's the question. That's right. And and that's the thing that, that I feel like we, we need to let these young adults know because what you're watching, your children are paying attention to it because they're sitting right next to you, like you said. And it's it's amazing that you get some parents who just really don't care if, you know, okay, I'm watching it, but I don't really care if my child is. And to me, that's not right. That's not right at all. And and, and I, I've, I've asked this question, Judge, like, plenty of times on my shows before. Do you feel like they should take that reality show name and just put it in there as improv? Like, to me, if people look at it as, because you know how people like labels, right? They look at reality yeah. show. Ooh, reality show, right? But it's more improv than anything else. So calling it improv, people will probably not tune in like they should or like, oh, improv, what does that mean? You know, but we all know well, what that is. I mean, it's definitely not reality, and they shouldn't call it as that. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, television and entertainment, it's a business. And so you coin a phrase, and people begin to use that phrase. Mm -hmm. and, and even though the phrase doesn't necessarily represent exactly what it is, it's the name they've given it for the purposes they need to sell it, to make yep. people watch it, and, you know, to keep business going. And I think, and that's where it goes back to, like I said, we now, in our culture, I think, because we are so... I would just say devoid of, of uh, you know, void of, of some of our past values. Um, we the TV is like our friends. You know what yep. I'm saying? They're, they're like yep. uh, they're, 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 we, we feel like we're hanging out with them. You know, people say, oh, this person's like a friend in my head or whatever, and it's like, well, no, you're really not their friend. You know, and, <laughs> and I hope you understand that it really is just in your head. And exactly. they are doing a job to entertain whomever it is watching the show. And some of these people get done shooting these shows and go back to their lives, and you'd be surprised how boring they are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a, they are shows. And I think that's what our young people have to understand most is where, right. you know, we used to save up and go to a movie or, look, for people as old as me, I remember when TV used to go off, okay? Mm, now, you right. got me on here really telling my age. But I remember when TV used to go off at night, honey. That meant hey. it's done. It's a wrap. It's time for you to go to bed. It's time for you to think about other things. But now in our society, it's on 24 hours a day, 500 no channels. And yep. look, trust me. I, I, I believe that television, and look, even with fraternity court, I believe television can do some powerful things. That's However, right. I do believe it can be as equally as destructive when you're not able to truly evaluate what you're watching and why you're watching it. And, and a lot of that too, Judge Lake, is, is common sense. You, you, you gotta you gotta know what your kids are watching. You gotta know what your kids are a part of. Social media can be like that too. You gotta know what what kind of social media circle your kids are in if you allow them to be yes. in those circles and I think it's I think it's truly important for you know parents to to look at it I mean even when they got out of school you know my daughter forever in a day I don't care if you know she's in she's in you know sixth grade now but she can be in seventh eighth high school I'm going through her backpack every single time I can just to see exactly what she has homework if she missed an assignment I'm you know and it's not even just checking in it's just being a part of and 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 it's different exactly than just, you know and and I think people know that and real quick before um before you add on anything, I'm, I'm about to tell yeah. my age. You was talking about TV. Remember we had to when we was kids and your parents didn't, we didn't have remotes, and we had to be the remote for our parents? 
That's, that's yes. a throwback, right? That's a throwback. Yeah, so I just a, wanted to throw that out a, there. You're not telling your age, girl. I, I know. What? I know. What? Turn the channel to this, turn the channel to that. So, look, you know, times have definitely changed and uh-huh. in, in some ways for the better, but there are some things we have left behind that I feel like, um, you know, you know that, are, that are invaluable. But I will say right. this. We do have to meet. I'm a firm believer in meeting people where they are. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not that techie. Everybody that knows me knows I struggle on Twitter and Facebook. I try to be on there. I forget. You know, <laughs> I, it's like I'm just not of that generation, and they right. laugh at me. But I'm a believer that you have to meet people where they are, and our young people are. They're inundated with media, with social media, with television, messaging from all sorts of places, and you've got to be aware of that. And even in paternity court, you know, I say to people all the time, tell me how you got here so I can meet you exactly where you are. Because why would I sit on this bench and, and just simply judge you from a place of, oh, I'm so perfect, I've never made a mistake, how could you end right. up here? No, no, I want to know how you ended up here, but I'm going to be very honest with you. I have also made mistakes in life. We have all lived lives where we have not done or, not, or fallen short of the mark that we aimed for. No doubt. And yet it's about picking up, starting over, beginning again, and figuring that out. And so ultimately I feel like whether it's reality TV or social media and all of these things we say to our young people, oh, be careful of, because in the old days we didn't have that, the truth is those same vehicles can be used for good. And I yep. love that about paternity court because, look, we already knew people had an interest, interest in paternity. That's a given. There are shows right. every day that do paternity. But yep. what we're able to do is do it responsibly. And, look, it's no less raw and it's no less real. Our people are real, the stories are real, and the stories are raw. However, right. we're able to do it responsibly by using the law and making people understand that you, this is a person, this is a living, breathing little person that you are responsible for legally and morally. And I'm so pleased because, you know, the, the creators of the show allowed me to do that. That's right. And Judge Lauren Lake presides over the show Paternity Court. You can check out paternitycourt.tv to get all information regarding all shows. And um, a couple of quick questions before we let you go is, um, you know, you're, you, you've, had, you've had a good career singing background for different artists like Jay-Z, Mary J. Blige, and, and, and others. And, and are you still singing? Is that still something that you do? I, I know do. you're a busy woman. You do I, 50 million, you have 50 million <laughs> jobs, right, Judge Lake? So are you still singing, I though? I do. Well, well, I'll tell you that I sing all the time. But while paternity court is in session, uh, mm-hmm. I'm mostly singing in the shower. However, I <laughs> okay. am uh, uh, working on uh, an inspirational CD that I'm going to uh, have out shortly. And music is a love of mine. It is yet another way to empower people through lyrics and music. So I'll, I'll always have that as a, a piece of my heart. But, yes, I, I had a very fun, wonderful career as a uh, background singer. And, um, you know, I've always just believed in living life limitlessly and having a multifaceted life. We're multifaceted individuals. So, you know, I can practice law and then go sing in the evenings, and that's what I try to encourage people to do every day. Live out all of your dreams, anything that you're dreaming. Live it out. You know, you might be an accountant, but you make a mean cookie. Well, put those cookies up for sale and start a business. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let me – and – let me ask you this, because, you know, like I said, I, I've, I've watched you and did my homework on you and very inspired by you being the kind of woman that you are. I mean, I think a lot of us out there and the listeners listening, I know they hear you and they hear the passion 
from which you speak. And, you know, I think everybody out there, you should definitely soak up this game that, that Judge Lake has given us. And, you know, as a woman, to other women, and even to us guys that gets inspired by women, why is it that you are able to put your hands in so many different cookie jars and make the most out of everything, and it's hard for just that particular woman to be able to get to first base, I guess you can say? Because uh, it's called action. You know, I say to people all the time, you can believe it, wish it, hope it, pray for it. And, you know, people always say to me, I'm just waiting on the Lord to bless me. No, no, you're already blessed. You ain't waiting on the Lord. The Lord waiting on you to right. get up out the bed, to get off the couch, and believe it and act like you believe it. Walk in faith. I say to people all of the time, I look at myself every day and I say, why be ordinary when extraordinary is an option? Why? Mm. I mean, why? Mm. And I say it, and I mean it. Every, in everything I say, what would the extraordinary person do? What is the extraordinary thing to do? What is the extraordinary opportunity in this? What is the extraordinary lesson in this? And, and, and I say, to, you know, as I coach people, I say, you have to be willing to, you know, I say step off of your cliff complacency and free fall into possibility. And when people mm. process it, they get it. Because people get comfortable, and look, there's a whole bunch of people with a lot of money and a whole bunch of people with no money, and both of them miserable and not living their dreams. <laughs> you have to get off of your complacency and, and free fall into possibility, because when you learn to ride that wave of life, you know, I never imagined that I would even have a television career. This wasn't in my plan. I was a lawyer, and I loved to sing, but it was because I was riding that wave of life, and I showed up one day to a, a showcase singing my music. A television producer saw me and asked me to do a television show, and I've had a career in television for the last, gosh, 13 years now. It's about riding the wave of life, showing up and showing out, meaning living your life to the fullest, putting your best foot forward, and believing that anything is possible. And I and I feel I feel that the a, a lot of listeners out there, women in particular, like you know I, I you know and you know I'm a guy, so you know to me as a as a guy, I, I kind of see myself as a you know pretty pretty smart guy with you know with with different kind of designs on on on, you know, serving the higher power and trying to be the best guy I can be. But you know what? What inspires me and, and all the guys out there listening, I'm, I'm hoping that you agree with what I'm saying. It's nothing better than seeing a, a driven, a goal-driven woman, just just a well, superwoman so doing much. super things, doing just being able Absolutely. to do that. Because, you know, it, you, you, those, are the, those are the ones that you want to marry. I mean, and and live that life with, right? That those I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's well, just well. Well, you speaking for the men, and and I'll say just to women, it's nothing attractive than um, a person that's living a full, authentic life, and that's about being the best that you can be, and and truly being in pursuit of your dreams and your hopes. Amen to that. Amen to that. Judge Lake. You said you're not big on social media, but I know you have something that you can give the listeners out there, right? Twitter, Facebook, I do. I, I, et cetera. They taught me that. So you can find <laughs> me at, at Lauren Lake ENT. That's for Lauren Lake Enterprises on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And for Paternity Court on Instagram, we're at Paternity Court TV. And on Facebook and Twitter, we're at Paternity Court. We'd love for you to keep in touch with us, keep the dialogue going, and we will be empowering each other. Uh, together. Absolutely. And not only uh, happy holidays to you, but also thank you for 
hanging out with me. And please don't be a stranger. Anytime that you want to come in, do some promotional things, and just let these listeners out here just, you know, give them, give them some real genuine game. I, I, you are welcome to come anytime, sweetheart. Well, thank you so much, and please tell everyone to keep, keep watching, and we appreciate their support. Jez Lauren Lake on the AM Afternoon Buzz. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Bye-bye.